Welcome to week 90 of the Two Guys into Friday's podcast. My name is Steven. Um, back over like a couple miles down the road is Travis. We're not, Dude, we're, not, we're not in the same spot again. It's just easier to do this one online. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about it. We posted on social media that this was happening. Um, today we've got an interview for you. Uh, we Yay. have Earl Sinclair. Earl Sinclair. Stuart Bankin, the uh, voice I'm, of Earl Sinclair on the show today. I'm so glad we didn't call him Carl. Because I can't. It's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, yeah. Um, so before we get into that, get through all the other stuff, follow us on online everywhere, TGIFcast. And then uh, you can email us at T. No, email us TGIFcast at gmail.com. That's how uh, Karam sent us that theme song. It is. And Steve has said tentatively promised that this will be on YouTube. So check us out there. Yeah, and check out this video uh, of this interview. This video will go up. Um, I did not make the bad decisions I made on the last one, so this is going to go up. We'll uh, we'll let you know on social media when that's going up as well. And uh, a couple other things. Let's uh, look at what was going on in the world 30 years ago. We don't have any episodes this week, but we are looking back. Uh, what June? When would this week have been? June seventh. Uh, 1991. All reruns, so just an interview today. But uh, on June 6, 1991, uh, that is when they announced that Jay Leno would be the new host of uh, The Tonight Show. The new host of The Tonight Show? Yeah. How so long was it? He took Man. he took over wow. Johnny Carson. No, I mean I I understand I, I I understand what that means. It just seems like he's it seems like his career, which was much longer than the I guess 20 years than it. Yeah, it was. Um, I think we talked probably, I don't know how many weeks ago it was, that Johnny he Carson announced. said he was leaving. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is when they announced that it would be Jay Leno, and it's not till May of next year where the switch actually happens, though. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, cool. That's it. That's all I pulled out for uh, news this week. What about movies that's and it? music? Yeah. I mean, do you want okay. me to talk about all the no, hor- no, you, horrible stuff that was going on? We're not even worth talking about. I mean, do you uh, care right. that Monica Seles won the French Open? No. Yeah, probably not, right? But that, congratulations, Monica Seles, on your French Open win in 1991. Yeah. Um, so anyways, movies, really there's no changes at all. Backdraft is still the number one movie. Um, and then the number one song is still that Mariah Carey song that I don't know. I don't want to yeah. cry. I don't. I still have got nothing there. But I'll tell you what, I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for, for the song. For both parts? Uh, yeah, yeah, both parts are good. Okay. I'll give you. I'll say both. Both are both are good. All right. Um, nothing crazy, but a lot more fun than Backdraft and some Mariah Carey song. I don't recommend. You like Backdraft though. I did like that. You're right. I did like Backdraft, but you, I like the. You next like movie. changes too, though. I do like changes. I like I like variety. So. All right. Um. So yeah, no birthdays, nothing like that. Uh. So I guess we will get into the interview. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. This is the uh, voice of dinosaurs, Earl Sinclair himself. Stuart Pankin. Stuart Pankin. There he is. Stuart. Hey, hey. Gentlemen. Is that a real background behind you or is that like a CGI bush? It, it's 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 our background. It's our yard, but it's CGI. It's oh. it's virtual. I, I, yeah, I, 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 lo- I love I it. it. I feel like that we are in the like woods and you're about to start knocking down some trees or something. Well, that, that's why I picked it. I wanted- <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Well, well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Saturday yeah. Memorial Day weekend. I mean, uh, this this is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, man. So obviously, I don't. How much do you know about our show? Anything at all? No. So what we do um, is we go back and we watch every single week of TGIF 
exactly as it aired 30 years ago. So wow. right now we are what, Travis, through episode five or six of the first season of Dinosaur or something like that? Yeah, so we just wrapped up the original first season, those first five episodes that aired at the, I guess it was, what, April of 1991. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it so, was. It was great. <laughs> so yeah, the plan is just to keep this thing going, finish all of TGIF somehow. I know Dinosaurs had like a weird run on TGIF. It started... Like Travis said, the first season was on TGIF, and then it went to a different night, and then it came back to TGIF, right? Is that right, Travis? Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember. You're right. So, yeah, so so basically it was on those first five episodes for that mini season at the end of, of the, uh, I guess, the second season of TGIF. It went to a different uh, different time slot during the fall of 91 and then came back in the spring of 91 or 92 to, to TGIF. Okay. I'll take yeah. your word for all of this. <laughs> So what do you remember about like getting this show? Like, is this something that like, how much did you know about dinosaurs going in? Cause it's, it was totally different than anything that was on TV at the time. Dinosaurs. You mean dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I, re I, what I remember is that uh, it was a job every actor in, in, in California wanted because it's uh, you know, voiceovers is great. And, uh, and every actor in the, in the city, in the in town auditioned for it. And, uh, and so did I. And I just got, you know, lucky enough to, to get the gig. Uh, um, I remember I remember the audition. I remember going in and, and reading for the for the part. And I think you only had to read once. And then I, I, I got it. And uh, it's been very, very good to me. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know that you that you like the form of the dinosaur? Like there was going to be a giant puppet and someone was going to be in it. Or like, what did you know? So. No, I don't think so. I, I, I learned, we all, everybody that did the show, I think learned all that stuff later. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, they certainly didn't, I don't remember them showing us the, the puppets before. I mean, uh, after, you know, we've done the show a while, we, we all, I mean, I enjoyed going down to the set when I couldn't looking at it because it was a fabulous set and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the puppets were spectacular and, uh, and, not that I spent a lot of time there, but uh, like Bill Beretta was uh, was inside Earl and a guy named Mac Wilson did the voice. Little English guy talked like this. And uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're Bill and I are still friends. I, I've done a lot of dinosaur stuff with him on, on you know, Zoom and virtual stuff because of the anniversary of, of dinosaurs and because it's also on Disney Plus. So yeah. they want to make sure that people know about that. But yeah, knowing, knowing, no, I do remember going to the set once and I used to bring my son and I used to, in his school, used to give dinosaur tours of the set as <laughs> a fundraiser, you know, you'd bid on it and the sure. fundraiser and the parents would come down. So I did that a lot. I remember going down and, and, and putting the head on, which was <laughs> smelling <laughs> quite a, and quite a thing. Uh, and uh, I just remember really enjoying the set uh, and the look of that uh, and the puppets and the, and the complicated work of the animatronic puppeteers yeah. with the, with the, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons it was one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive half hour television show at the time, maybe still to do. So, uh, and that's one of the reasons why it didn't go on because just a lot of money to, to maintain the puppets and the animatronics. Um, but I'm glad we had the run that we did. So it's technically what three people per character. Is that right? Yes, it's a guy inside the uh, the 
the worker of the uh, of the animatronic eyes and mouth uh-huh. and all that, which can be programmed, you know, for different emotions you know sometimes this finger you know the eyes go up and down and you can program it to, to make them go like this so it's very complicated and they work it out i assume based on the the content of the dialogue if if they, if they wanted earl to be like that they would do that or if they wanted him to be like that they would do that uh, but yeah three people three people per uh, per character and all the all the animatronic characters except the baby kevin clash he was the baby himself he was, he was under the set the set was raised so they could do that. Yeah. And he stick his hand up, uh, grandma and the baby. And so, so given it was that technical and that much of a production, were was there any room for you as the, the voice of that to, to kind of give your own flavor, ad lib, kind of give some freedom within the script? Or was it very tight as far as that goes? Well, that's an interesting question because that's the different main difference between uh, uh, the the, dino, the work on dinosaurs and doing voiceovers for cartoons. In cartoons, you go in and you and you you create the character, mm-hmm. and then they animate to you. You guys know this. They animate to uh, your 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 performance. In dinosaurs, the 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 dialogue was done on set. Like I said, Matthew's a little English guy and talks to him, honey, I'm home. You know, oh, friend, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Whatever he did, when I went into the studio, I kind of had to match his rhythms. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Which was, which was uh, one, technically a, a little bit of a challenge. Two, you had to go with his rhythms as yeah. opposed to creating your own, your own uh, character. So you had to, uh, we all had to, had to accommodate that that uh, protocol. Uh, it, within that uh, protocol, you could you know if the word was protocol, you'd have to go protocol. You know you could you could go protocol or protocol. You could do changes like that, but you couldn't jump around too much from the rhythm and the and the mouth movement of the puppet. Interesting. I was going to yeah. ask you. I was going to ask you if you could still do the uh, Earl voice, but it's. I, I can already hear it coming out when you're telling us these stories. Oh yeah, this is honey. Yeah, uh, I haven't. I, I do it occasionally. People ask me to do it. I do it. It's. It's. It was fun, and uh, I, I actually based the character on a on a on a wonderful old movie star, a character called Davy Burns. Uh, he sort of talked like this, and uh, you know that became that became kind of where I started it. But then Earl, Earl, he could be angry and he could be friendly, you know. Don't, don't, don't so there was that those elements in the in the in the script and the in the in the shows that you could have fun with and change. So he was he wasn't rigid in. Uh, uh, I mean, in the beginning, they they kind of wanted him a little more angry because they said he was a big dinosaur, a big puppet. But then I, I, I pushed back a little bit and you began to get, you know, you began to get the other moments with the family, with the baby, mm. you know, as opposed to just, you know, Frank, come you know, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and it became such an iconic character. I mean, I don't, I think now we couldn't imagine anybody else doing the voice. And, God bless. <laughs> and, um, and, and it, you really did bring a lot to that. We're, were you able to, to, I know you said you were on the set occasionally, but how often did you actually go and get to be a part of production days and, and have any kind of interaction there? Or was it purely studio work that you were no, doing? No, it was, uh, I never was involved with the production days except maybe to go there and watch and film it. Sure. Uh, but it was a pretty separate uh, um, distinction between the, the, the set days and the voiceover days. 
In the beginning, we used to have stage read. In the very beginning, we had we had uh, reading of the script. You know, the first day we all all the cast got together with the producers and the Disney people, Michael Jacobson and and uh, Brian Henson, and we uh, we read the script. Eventually, they realized that wasn't necessary because you know, with the uh, it was pretty well programmed when we got on the set, what we were going to do. We didn't have to read the script. And because we we didn't, I mean, Bill Barretta was very nice. He said that sometimes my readings give they, gave, gave them when they were doing other parts and other shows, if they heard me do something in a studio, they would try to, to get elements of that in the movement. Right. If I, you know, I, I'm making this up. If I, you know, friend, don't give me all that. So they would, instead of say, Fran, don't give me all that. They would occasionally go, Fran, don't give me all that. You know, they would somehow accommodate me. Not a lot. They Everybody had their own thing to do. And uh, in the beginning of the pilot, I remember taking two eight-hour days to do. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, because, you know, they, everybody wanted it just, you know. And then eventually we, we, we went, I went in, I'm sure most of us went in, and we did it in a day. And, uh, not a few hours, but a, but a day's work, morning and afternoon. Sure. Now, um, I was kind of looking through your IMDb page, and from what I can tell, is this the first voice acting job that you had, or had you done oh, the no, previous? No. no, it wasn't. Okay. Oh no! When I when I was in uh, doing not necessarily the news, uh, I I got to I don't know how I did it, but I got to meet the Disney casting people, hmm. uh, and I did a bunch of uh, of cartoon voices. Okay. Uh, before dinosaurs, I did I did a bunch afterwards too. Right. Uh, but I think I did. I don't remember. I don't remember the dates. But I think I was doing voiceover work in the eighties before I got before I got dinosaurs. Now you talked about the recording process for this and doing it after the fact. Was that hard for you to make that transition, or did it kind of come natural? You know, it. I, when you do movies, you sometimes have to do ADR. You know what that is, automatic dialogue replacement. And if a car goes by, you know, when you're, when you're saying, you know, sweetheart, get me the, get me the milk. To, you'd have to go into the studio and match your voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it yeah. would replace your dialogue to make it, or they wanted to change a word or whatever. So I wasn't unused to that, to that process. Uh, the thing about dinosaurs is you had to be a little careful to match the uh, the movements, they 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 weren't strict 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 because the mouth wasn't that articulated. They could be pretty good about it, but it wasn't like a mouth, you know, like we're doing this and that and the other thing. It was pretty. It was broad strokes, but you had to be kind of careful to match the, uh, the the rhythms of the mouth so that it wouldn't look silly and it wouldn't look off. Yeah, that makes sense. But I, I wasn't un, un, unaware of that that process because of ADR, and it's just you know that you do what you do as an actor. You you, you go and they tell you what to do, and you learn how to do it. Absolutely. So, a lot of the genius from the show comes from Jim Henson yeah. Henson Studios. Did okay. you have a chance to um, to interact with him or meet Jim Henson before? I know he passed away briefly, like kind of right before the show Jim, went on. Yeah, but. I met Jim Henson once in a in a in a publicity thing that we all want you know you go to hotels and they sure. they line you up and they interview you for basic for different uh venues different media print you know television whatever so i i met him once but i i didn't really interact with him more I, brian sure. we interacted much more with brian who who really ran the dinosaur show 
I mean, he, he, those the, the Henson people under Brian were the uh, were the uh, the bastion of dinosaurs as far as their their company. Gotcha. So, like we said, we're going back. We're watching these episodes now, thirty years later, and this is one of those shows that I mean, it really holds up. Like, there's something about it that you can watch now, and there's still parallels to things that are going on in the world today. Like, what do you credit for that? Like, is that all writer stuff, or like, where does that come from? It comes from the writers. Yeah, I mean, they that you know they they look at the news. And they comment either on on sociological things or political things, uh, and they that that's what made it that's what made it appealing to adults. The puppets, the kids love the puppets because yeah. they look great, and the adults love the the uh, the content as far as uh, give peas a chance or Harris hand up me as the news the newscaster and 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 the political stuff that they that they did. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the social comments that they did, but that's the writers. That's yeah, the writers. like like it's, just like you said, though. Like when I watched the show originally, I was a mm -hmm. kid, and I don't remember any of like the story going on. All I remember is the baby hitting the dad and stuff like that. But now watching it again, it's just it's a totally different show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the strength of the show, I think, uh, and that's why people still like it. Look, I'm not bragging, although you know, brag away, go for it. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it's fine. But since the pandemic started, you know, we had a pandemic out here in California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, since the pandemic started, probably since March of last year, April, maybe May, about six or eight months into the pandemic, I started to get, uh, and it's not me, it's the show as well, two to four autograph requests a day, a day, sending me the Funko, Punko, Sunko oh, Pops yeah. thing. With it, and <laughs> pictures. Yeah, and pictures. Uh, and and when it hit Disney Plus, that I think that that became it. But people still like this show. I mean, that they're still reacting to the show. And I think I don't see how it would go out of style. I mean, with the with the cleverness of the puppets and the cleverness of the even if you look at it in in terms of of time when it was done, which you have to, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 the the content of the scripts. I just think people, adults and kids, they can grow up and they're, they do. People tell me, oh, I watched it when I was a kid and I'm showing my my, my family dinosaurs. It can, I think it can go on and on for a long time. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. I mean, some of those topics even back then and still today were kind of taboo and touchy and you all handled them in somewhat of a subversive way. Did you ever get any kind of pushback from the network or from Disney in regards to tone in some of the themes down or did you, there was a kind of free reign to have that, that fun. My, the easy answer is I don't know. I mean, okay. I wasn't the right, I wasn't the writer for, but I don't remember hearing the writers or the producers, all, all these writers are now going on to be showrunners and, and, and writers. Most of them, you know, very successful have shows of their own, but I don't remember anybody saying, "Oh, Jane, Jane uh, Murray from uh, from New Jersey hated the thing about the the, the sexual harassment." Thing. I mean, I, no, I don't remember anything negative about that. It could be wrong. I mean, if I if you ask one of the producers, they could say, "Oh, yeah, we used to get letters all the time." Right. I mean, people people write in and they complain about even when even during you know when I was uh, doing theater a lot. I mean, there were if there was sometimes you do plays and you get people, you know, objecting to it. I mean, really objecting to it—the sexual content, the language, you know. So people they 
people f love to be victims. They love to, you know, in virtue signal and, and complain about stuff. Uh, and there was, but I think I didn't hear anything bad about that. And to be honest with you, I don't think from what I remember, there's a lot to complain about. I mean, you don't have a lot of, you know, a, a real strong soapbox to stand up there and complain about what was sure. on dinosaurs. Sure, sure. Uh, like we said, we're a TGIF podcast. We're not just a dinosaurs podcast, but uh, you were on an episode of Family Matters as well, another TGIF show. Uh, I was. What, uh, we haven't got to that episode. I think it airs like two years from now Couple from where years. we're actually yeah. at. A couple years. So, uh, oh, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> we yeah, we were going to book you right now for it from two years from now. <laughs> but uh, no, what, what do you remember about that? Do you remember working with the cast or anything on that show? Yeah, I, I think I was a car salesman, a kind of a sleazy car salesman. I play sleazy characters a lot. <laughs> and, and I remember, I remember who was the kid who, Urkel, what was his name? Yeah, nice Julia White. Julia White. Julia White. I remember after a rehearsal, he came and we were sitting around the, the, the room with notes. He had a paper back on his head. And somebody said, what the hell are you doing? And he says, I was terrible in that rehearsal. I'm embarrassed to look at you. <laughs> So I remember that, and I remember the character, you know, the car salesman. Uh -huh. uh, there, there's nothing that I've done in my career that, that I, I I can't come away with positive thing. I mean, there's, there's very little, if any, you know, negative things about show business. It's a good, it's a good life. <laughs> it's a good Did you have any many other interactions with any of the other casts across the TGIF shows while you were in Dinosaurs? Na name a few TGIF shows. Uh, let's see. Step by step would have been right around that same time. Uh, the cast of Baby Talk. Baby Talk was in season two. Um, <laughs> no, no one knows that show, so don't worry. No one about knows it. that. Perfect right. Strangers. The you know Balky and Larry Bronson Pinchot. I've been in a movie with Bronson Pinchot, but I uh, but I I, I never no. the show. And Joel's Joel's Wick. He, Right, he, right, yeah. He, yep. he directed that movie, so that's my only connection with Perfect Strangers. Or okay. Full, I, Full House, maybe. Well, we're Bob Saget. Saget. Work with Saget a, a bunch of times. We shared a school too, and we did a movie together, and oh, cool. you know benefits. So, but not the show. I was never those bastards. Never cast me in Full House. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking back in your career, what was the most fun project you ever had? Oh, that's a terrible question. How I... can I answer that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Most of the most of the stuff that I love were was on stage. I mean, I've I've been a stage actor since I was. You know, in college, started at 17, 18 in college. So most of the stuff that, because the, the stage materials is more interesting. I mean, quite frankly, it's more challenging. Uh, and that I can say that I love. As far as movies, uh, well, Fatal Attraction was, was a really good experience for me. Um, there's some smaller movies, The Dirt Bike Kid that I did. Uh, you know, for a director, Hoyt Kasten, who was working on Not Necessarily News. I did a movie, I won't mention, talk about it a lot, but it was it was done on video in a, in a warehouse someplace with a bunch of, you know, it was about a jury, so it was 11 or 12 of us. And I, I had the most fun of my life on that thing. Nobody knows about the movie. I'm not even, I, mean, I don't, I think it was called One Dozen. Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Schwartz, who was the son of Sherwood Schwartz, who did the Brady uh, uh Brides and all. Lloyd directed it. Uh, I still keep in touch with him. But favorite, I, I it's, it's no, I didn't a, say favorite. I said most fun, and you said the jury one was the most fun. I think so. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, that that was the most. Fun. And that that's the answer I'm looking for, like some something like that. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, 
a lot of people, when we were doing Not the News, we were interviewed by TV Guide, and they, after the interview, they called each of us up and said, everybody seems to like each other so much. Don't you have any dirt on anybody? Don't you have any fight? Because people want that, you yeah. know? And we all said, no, that was fun. Not the news was was great. We're still, I'm still friends with all those guys, uh, except for, God bless them, the late Danny Green. Uh, but no, there's there's very few things that I didn't enjoy, you know, have, have fun with. There's some, some that I did that I didn't have a lot to do, and it was kind of boring. Sure. But, but, but fun, you know, they were all positive i mean that, that people in interviews don't like to hear that but that's the truth <laughs> have you so on that same on that same vein as far as fun goes what did you have a good story from the set of dinosaurs it's something you reminisce on where it was just you and, and the cast having a, a good time i guess not on the set but working working in the studio with with that cast well working in the studio we worked alone i mean everybody okay. came in and worked alone so kim rosenfeld was the uh, was the voice producer uh, and as far as, and that was fun too. I mean, we got to know the guys in the booth and we, we used to have lunch breaks, you know, because it was, it took, you know, morning and afternoon and that was fun. But stories, it's hard to, it's hard to ask a voiceover guy to, yeah. to have crazy stories because you're, we actually, let me see. I haven't, I don't know if you can read that. We did this, we had these made for us. Do you see that? Does that come out? It does. I think therefore I am is what the yeah, is, it yeah. is it no, backwards? No, it's good. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, we can see it. We, just, we can see it good. The, the listening audience will not be able to see it, but I think therefore I am is the hat. I think therefore I am. We had these hats made for uh, for dinosaurs. And also when I, when dinosaurs was over, a lot of times I used this headshot to get jobs. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> because they were, I was known about that. But that's it. That's the fun story of, uh, of the, of the voiceover booth. Um, throughout your career, were you ever given any advice that you kind of remember and like keep with you throughout? Like something that you always go back and like remember what this guy told me and like something that I always use or anything like that? You mean as far as as far as like acting advice or like something like to bring to the studio or something like was there anything that you remember that someone told you from a long time ago yeah. that you carried with you? Well, my wife on on the same line as being interviewed, my wife said never said anything bad about never say anything bad about anybody. That's important. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Now I've had I've had you know discussions and and contretemps with someone with, with the people on the on the on sets, but it was never about money or dressing rooms. It was always about the work because I used to come in and, uh, and, and rewrite stuff, not like big chunks, but like tweak lines and stuff. And, uh, and Joy, my wife said, uh, if they take, if they like it, except if they don't just walk away. I mean, don't, that, the, the problem is you have to be, there's a lot of actors there in, in, in Screen Actors Guild. And there's 95% unemployment. There's lots of choices. There's a lot of good actors out there, and you don't want to make waves. You don't want to get pushed around, but you don't want to. You don't want to be the the squeaky wheel in a in a cast of whatever you know, you know two, three, fives, ten. So that's that's advice that she gave me that 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 I would pass on to any other actor. Come in. It's like you know, come in, learn your lines. I mean, Jimmy Cagney said that, learn your lines, don't bump into the furniture. I mean, that's, you know, learning your, I mean, that's, it sounds strange, but learning your lines is a, is a very good piece of advice for, for actors coming, especially our movies, because yeah. you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's great to see that you're still doing stuff too. Like uh, you've got stuff that you've already recorded and filmed that hasn't even come out yet, right? Well, there is. There's a there's a couple of projects. Uh, one is called Deep in the Forest that uh, we did just before the pandemic. Uh, that's going to be released somehow. I just heard that Saban Entertainment picked it up for our distribution. There's a movie that I did for dear friends Jerry Siroka and Marion Hartley. Uh, a, a sort of a, a biographical, autobiographical movie about her life. And I hope that comes out too, because uh, she asked a lot of her friends just to do little bit parts. And I had a great deal of fun doing it. I'm not answering that. Not me, I promise. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what <laughs> I don't, oh, it's my, it's my brother. Let's just sing. Don't answer the phone because it's going to screw up the interview. Don't answer the phone because it's going to screw up. All right, he'll hang up soon. No. Or not. <laughs> it wasn't even my phone. It was my wife's. Ah. It's all good. Uh, um, totally lost where I was at. Oh, me too. I was actually doing an interview with Bill Beretta. Uh, you know, we call him we call him the sweaty the sweaty part of Earl, and I'm the blabby part of Earl. And the, the power went off, so at least that didn't happen. That's yeah, that's good. That hasn't happened. Are you online yeah. anywhere, like social media or anything? If anyone wants to follow you, or you kind of do your own thing now? Well, I, I mean, I'm on Facebook, and my daughter-in-law made me made me join Twitter. That's how uh, we. I, that's how we found you. Was Twitter? So that there, you found me on Twitter. Oh well, there you go. You liked uh, you liked a couple of our posts, and we reached out, and then went went around some other channels to get to you. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know you. You 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 contacted my agent, which was great. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, well, that's, St that's Stuart. I mean, thank you so much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for spending this time. Uh, it's awesome, and we are loving going back and watching the show thirty years later. Good. I, I, I'm happy. I'm very. I'm pleased with the show. I'm proud of the show. Although you know, I mean, I was just a small part of it. It was. I, I was a small, big part of it. Yeah. Uh, but but it's great. I mean, I'm very gratified the way Earl has uh, has remained in people's minds and hearts. Absolutely. Uh, and it was just. It was a great show to do. It was a great job to have. It was difficult to do sometimes, but a great job to have. And I'm glad you. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm thrilled to talk to you guys. In fact, What's an I, episode we should keep an eye out for coming up that you that you really, really, really like? In Dinosaurs? In Dinosaurs. Which one that we, we should really well, keep an eye out for? Well, the, the, the episode in Dinosaurs that got the most controversy, if, uh, talk about controversy, that there might have been some negative things, was the last episode. When, sure, the, yeah. when the dinosaurs died. There, as I think about it, there was... or there were parents probably who said, how can you do that to the kids? You know, you do all the dinosaurs... <laughs> I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was a great episode and uh, very touching. And, Absolutely. you know, uh, it, it was it was great. It was as far as the dinosaur people, I think it was our, one of our favorite episodes. And I looked at it recently because I was going to be talking to Bill and I was very moved by it. I mean, it was very, it was very well written. I think everybody did a really good job. And it was very touching that these uh, that these little uh, uh, dinosaurs got the axe. I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's an, a more a more appropriate series finale in the history of television than, than the last episode of Dinosaurs. Yeah, I, you know, you, you're probably right. Uh, um, it certainly beats the Sopranos. Let's put it that way. 
<laughs> I think a lot of people will agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think that they, I'm glad that they, I guess, knew that the show was coming to an end. Right. And they had the opportunity to end it the way they wanted to end it. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I, I'm, I keep thinking about it and it's, it's really good. I mean, it's good. It's yeah. good storytelling. It's good writing. And, uh, and, you know, I think that everybody in the cast did a great job. And so that's the one that, that I would point to, although it got, you know, some people objected to it because it, it made the kids, uh, uncomfortable mommy you mean they're dead you know i mean that's like <laughs> grow up learn to <laughs> don't worry Ur- about life urkel's gonna be on in 10 minutes you'll forget about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a paper bag over his head probably <laughs> right. Stuart, right. thank you so much for coming on we really do appreciate Great, it guys. thank Great. you thank anytime. you so much anytime pleasure talking to you all right that was awesome travis so glad we were able to get him on that's he was like first of all super nice guy we like reached out to him a week ago and he was ready to jump on and, and hang out with us. Can't thank him enough for spending that time. It, seriously iconic character on, on TGIF. I mean, I'm pretty mad about that cell phone going off though. You know, I'll take it. It's worth it. I'm th- just kidding. I don't care at all. Uh, well, I know you don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that he was able to yeah, take yeah. the time and, and spend it with us. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll post links to his Twitter. If you want to follow him on there, uh, you can do that. Just go to our show. He doesn't post a whole lot, just to warn you. It's yeah. very, it's very sporadic. Maybe you want to send him a, a pop though, or something to get signed. It's probably He's much more of a responder than a, than a poster. Uh, next week on the show, more reruns for normal TGIF. So we're going to be doing some other episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So summertime reruns, blah, blah, blah. Kind of what we talked about was trying to, trying to go through as much of the dinosaurs season two before it starts back up on, on TGIF because the first half of it, two thirds of it doesn't show up on uh, TGIF. So we're going to watch the first two episodes of season two. Now I'm warning you all Disney plus and Hulu, their seasons are all kinds of a mess. So you got to be careful. You can't just go like season two, episode one, episode two, it's not going to work. So what you're going to look for season two, episode one, was The Golden Child. So look forward to The Golden Child. And season two, episode two was Family Challenge. So look forward to The Golden Child and Family Challenge if you want to watch and keep up with us. Do you know what Disney calls those like number-wise or no? I think they're like season one, episode six and okay. seven. Like so they basically like they that. take like half of season two and scr- and like push it into season one. I, I, I don't know what the deal is, but that's what they've done. Okay. So Say those names um, of those episodes again. Yep. So episode one is gold, the golden child. Episode two is family challenge. Okay, perfect. So we'll be watching those. Watch along with us. Uh, listen to us talk about the show next week. Make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. That's how you can find out when uh, interviews are coming up, when new stuff's going up on YouTube. And uh, mm-hmm. if you have any questions or anything, you can also send us your theme songs. Best way to do that is email TGIFcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about YouTube. This will hopefully be up there. Yep. Just search two guys in the Fridays. That's the easiest way to do it on YouTube. You'll find this. Yep. All right. Cool. Anything else, Steve? No, that's it. All right, man. Have a good week. You got it, dude. TBA podcast.